0: Welcome to 50 Date Night Screams. I'm Amber Tresca.
1: And I'm Mike Tresca. We're a married couple who decide to celebrate our 50th birthdays by watching some old movies.
0: A lot of old movies. Join us as we watch 50 movies on our date nights and have fun dissecting them.
1: As a bonus, each episode is accompanied by an original character I created and designed for use in your tabletop role-playing games.
0: Many of the movies we watch are unrated, but this podcast is not. 50 Date Night Screams contains mature themes and is intended for adult audiences. So take care when listening. Plus, there are spoilers. Check the show notes to see where you can watch this movie before you listen.
1: We're glad you're here. Have a seat, grab a glass of your favorite beverage, and get ready to scream along with us. We might avoid this danger. We do have a chance. With this new serum you've recently discovered? Yes. My discovery has proven we can modify the morphological picture and avoid rejection. I've had excellent results on animals in all my laboratory experiments. And now I will be able to prove it for the first time on a human being, Mr. Shearn.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 50 Date Night Screams. I am Amber Tresca. I'm here with my co-host, Mike. Hey, Mike.
1: Hello, beautiful.
0: What is going on today?
1: Oh, I just realized this movie was the year I was born, and I'm very upset about it.
0: So it's a 51-year-old movie. How about that? Kind of some nice synergy there. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, moving along, this is episode... 15, Frankenstein 80, which, yes, was from 1972. So, I'm going to begin this episode first with a content warning. This movie contains scenes of both sexual assault and rape. So, if that's not for you, then you might want to skip this episode, and we will catch you next time. righty then. Frankenstein 80, 1972, and not rated. Um, I still don't quite understand why this movie's in the public domain, because it is not that old. You, Mike, said something about that they had done something improperly regarding the copyright, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It seems to me if you make a thing and produce a thing, it should automatically be protected, but apparently it's it's not because there are several versions of it on YouTube.
1: Just go to the fo- go show you folks. Uh, I guess you got to do your paperwork. I don't, I don't I unfortunately, I don't know more than that other than it fell into the public domain for sure. I just don't know why.
0: Okay. All right. well, our again, the director is Mario Mancini and it has a 4.1 rating out of 10 on IMDB. I couldn't find a hilarious tagline, probably because there isn't one. That's (laughs) pretty good. I have
1: to say, given this film and just all of it, (laughs) 4.1 is not terrible for this.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of the movies that we're doing uh, for 50 Date Night Screams here are somewhere in the fours. I think um, this was kind of interesting for a lot of different reasons, and I think it's going to be complicated to score. So when we get to our scorings, I, like, I still don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe we have to talk about it first. All right. It is one hour and 25 minutes. It is color. Like I said, there were several different versions on YouTube. I believe there's also one on the Shutter channel that you can watch for a fee that you can rent or own. That is as far as I got in looking for copies of it. On IMDb, there's several photos that are very nice and clear. I don't know if they were production photos or if they are screenshots or stills because they're much better looking than the film that we had was, that we watched on our box set. So uh, there might be much better transfers or versions of this movie out there if someone is interested in, in watching it and paying a little bit of money for it. And maybe there's even... Maybe you can even get a little bit more out of it if if it were crisper because it was, it is in color, but that is almost just barely. And for night, for even for 1972, it's extremely poor. Okay, so the summary on this film I've got two. I'm going to read the short one and the longer one. The short one is a mad scientist creates a monster called Mosaic who breaks out of the laboratory to hunt down and kill beautiful women. I think that's overstating a couple of things. All right. Here's the other version that came with the box set that came with the 50 movie pack night screams DVD collection. All right. This one's longer. I have not read this before, so this is always fun. (laughs) A scientist is successful in creating a serum that allows bodies to accept transplanted organs without the threat of rejection. Unfortunately, the scientists discovery is stolen and used by a mad doctor creating a patchwork man from various body parts. This bizarre creature escapes from the lab and sets out on a rampage of death and destruction with the police desperate to stop the crazed monster. What do you think of that summary?
1: I thought that was glossing over some really important (laughs) things, but a little more compelling. I mean, it sounded interesting
0: based on that. Because the title includes the word Frankenstein, that has so permeated our popular culture that you m- almost certainly have an idea of what the movie is going to involve. I have a soft spot for all retellings of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, it's one of my favorite books. Some of the movie adaptations I have really, really loved. Um, maybe not so much the black and whites, but the 1994 version I really loved. And it's interesting to see it redone. Uh, I'm willing to go into it with an open mind as long as it's not totally destroyed and as long as some of the themes are kept, which they did here to a little bit, but it did take me a second viewing before I caught some of the nuances. All right, so this movie starts out with a murder. We see a man murdering a woman on the street in the dark. He uses what looks like a scalpel. He's breathing or grunting the whole time, and then he partially undresses undresses this woman during the attack. And we understand that this, this is Mosaic. This is the Frankenstein's monster. This is the modern Prometheus. Next, we're seeing the, a reporter. His name is Carl Schein, so, something like that. They pronounce it different ways throughout the movie. K-A-R-L, Carl. And we see him in the hospital. He's with his sister. His sister's about to undergo a heart transplant. This poor actress. <laughs> she just has this one scene where she's in this hospital bed, and that's that's it for her. In walks the surgeon. His name is Professor Schwartz, and Use he has Schwartz. developed... A serum. They always call it a serum, which is a very interesting word to me. Um, And he says the serum can help prevent organ transplant rejection. So he's going to use it on Carl's sister, who's receiving a transplant. That's the plan. Well, the serum is then stolen by none other than Dr. Otto Frankenstein. Because Dr. Frankenstein has been stitching mosaic together from pieces and parts, and he needs this serum to stop the repeated organ rejections that Mosaic is experiencing. All right, so enter the private lab that Dr. Frankenstein always has. He has his private lab in the hospital that you get to in his office behind a shelf that that opens up. Secret so door, yeah, it's the, it opens up like a door. So something we've seen before, maybe not terribly surprising. All right, the serum's gone, and Carl's sister dies. And then Carl's on the case. He's a reporter, and he wants to figure out what happened to the serum. Meanwhile, Mosaic is running around the city. He goes to try to get some liver from a butcher. <laughs> Again, he's non—he's still nonverbal. She intuits that he wants some, some liver. And uh, he follows her into the, the, the walk-in freezer, I guess where she's trying to get him a piece of liver or something. I don't know. She's chopping something up and he attacks her with a bone, with a giant bone, (laughs) beats her to death. She's mostly undressed by the end of the attack. And then he sexually assaults her dead body. So we're seeing a theme already of what's going on. There's already been two murders. Both are women And I don't, I wouldn't say he hunts them down. I think it's more of a crime of opportunity. So now the police are trying to piece together what's happening. They know he's using surgical tools, but they know he's not a surgeon. At this point, I'm getting very Jack the Ripper vibes from this whole situation. So now we're back at the lab. We hear Dr. Frankenstein telling Mosaic, and I don't know if Mosaic has come back on his own, like what's going on, But Dr. Frankenstein says, hey, Mosaic, you have to stop murdering people. (laughs) And at this point, he decides to give Mosaic testicles. (laughs) I want a
1: greeting card. Sorry about all the murders. Here's a pair of (laughs)
0: testicles. (laughs) Testicles just seem like a bad idea for a lot of reasons. Uh, And maybe not even necessary. But Dr. Frankenstein has the serum, so now he's using it on Mosaic. Carl is 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 has been given carte blanche to just roam around the hospital and question people, so he's trying to find Dr. Frankenstein to question question him. He meets Dr. Frankenstein's niece, whose name is Sonia. The movie could probably go on without her, but she's there. Alright. So now Mosaic has gotten out again. We don't see how he's getting out. I have no idea how this is happening, how he's escaping this lab from behind the door and getting out of the hospital and nobody is seeing him. Big. Dude with lots of scars and he grunts and groans. I don't know how that's happening. We don't ever find out. All right. So he goes and he picks up a prostitute. <laughs> she takes him back to her place. She, at first, she's a little bit like, Wow, you are really big and you have a lot of scars, but I think we can get past it because you've got money. And yeah, he like throws money on the bed. He, he throws money on uh, the bed. Uh, <laughs> He's like, uh. Money. Yeah. So she's unnerved, but she gets undressed. She is ready. So he's approaching the bed, and then she really does get very scared. And then he brutally rapes and murders her, strangles her to death. After she has already been killed, Dr. Frankenstein bursts in because he's doing his own detective work trying to find Mosaic, takes Mosaic back to the lab. So now the police have two murders and that they've investigated, And they connect them because they realize that they have found the fingerprints of two different people at both crime scenes. I really loved this part of the investigation in the movie. Like, it made total sense. I don't think I've ever seen it in any other adaptation before. And it was really confusing to the cops.
1: (laughs) There was a lot of things confusing to the cops. One of the things confusing of the cops was the incentive program that was instituted by the chief of police, which is that no one gets to smoke
0: until, until they solve the crimes.
1: crime is solved. And this is 1972. Is this an Italian film? I think it is, right?
0: So there's some discussion regarding that. I don't know why it's not. doesn't seem to be understood. I think the consensus is that it may have been It's supposed to take place in Germany, but that actually it is an Italian film and it was filmed in Italy.
1: Yeah, because like there's newspapers that are in German or whatever. But regardless, telling European police that they can't smoke is really motivating. (laughs) (laughs) So the commissioner or chief police is constantly looking longingly. I think very often he's chewing on some kind of something that he would smoke, but not lighting it. And uh, everybody's really mad as a result of this. So as long as they're motivated appropriately to solve the crime, that's what matters. Apart from Fritz, no one has access to this room but myself. The serum was stolen. Years. Work of a lifetime. Gone.
0: So there's two murders. There's three murders, rather, that we've seen on screen at this point in the movie, but you get the impression that there may have been more prior to that because Dr. Frankenstein has already said to Mosaic, you have to stop murdering people. Even, you know, he's got tapes. He's been taping himself and these tapes, you know, we don't know how long he's been doing this or how long, how far back it goes, but it seems like there there may have been more murders before the initial with the scalpel that the movie opens on.
1: And it, it's sort of an interesting situation because Mosaic is troubled, to say the least. And it he's in pain, presumably because of the organ rejection, right? So there's a little bit of a trail you have to backwards engineer this based on what's happening. So apparently Mosaic is trying to solve this problem himself. So A-plus for being a self-actualized Frankenstein's monster is... Presumably, that's why he's using the scalpel because yeah, we can't imagine he's good with it or knows what he's doing. Uh, I mean, he's good with
0: it to the point that he achieves his goal, right. you know. And I he guess. does the first murder; he's pulling her her organs out, her entrails right. out.
1: And I can only guess that's the reason he went to the butcher. To your point, is that he needed a liver. I don't know. I don't know why he went there. Um, but I, if you put that together, it starts to almost make some sort of sense that that's he's like doesn't have the skills to do what he needs to do but he's trying to do it um the situation with the prostitute seems to almost be a crime of opportunity where he's a little bit like sort of wandering around the night and he gets solicited and he's like okay and sort of goes along with it but uh, the first two murders seem like he's trying to fix his problem which presumably is this ongoing pain he's constantly grabbing his face um because of the organ rejection so that's why the serum is important what's weird is it doesn't seem to solve anything even when they have it it almost becomes other than when people want the serum to use it for legitimate purposes not creating patchwork monsters it doesn't seem to fix anything
0: well i mean the thing of it is is that okay hello medical writer hat going on um (laughs) organ rejection is because of course I think it's pretty common knowledge and the reason why you're able to follow the plot of this movie is because your body does not recognize the organ as your own, because of course it's not and it attacks it. And the way that you get around that is that you suppress the immune system. So it's not, you're not, you're not getting the body to like accept the organ. You're preventing the immune system from attacking it. It's kind of a weird thing. So, People who have had solid organ transplants are usually immunosuppressed because they're receiving medications that are trying to dampen down the immune system because the immune system thinks the organ is a foreign object and wants to try to get rid of it and doesn't, you know, it doesn't understand and you can't really teach it. Um, But the thing of it is, is that that's a constant thing. You have to constantly be, be receiving this medication or in this case they call it a serum it's so like a
1: magical blue potion
0: magical blue potion he had a jar of it and then it got stolen and, it's and then the there only was only one
1: in the world right the but there one. was
0: no discussion in regards to synthesizing more like nope. you made it once, right It wasn't like a magical spell you didn't have to go and kill a unicorn or get the tears <laughs> of some virgins. It's like you just you you synthesized it in a lab and by the way, There would be more than one person that would have the recipe. (laughs) Like it just so the premise is a little, you know, off. It's a little iffy there. But the thing with Mosaic is, is if he is not constantly getting this serum, the the rejection is just going to start again. Right. So they're only they're on borrowed time. It's only going to last a certain amount of time. You know, and we see. we see him going through the jar of serum; that it's getting depleted,
1: right? So, I guess the other, we're getting to monster physiology here. But one of the things too is that he smells of formaldehyde, and I'm a little bit which way is it? Is it dead flesh? Is it living flesh that's been preserved? And you're trying to your point about suppressing the immune response. I don't know which it is. He seems to be both at the same time. And like I said, the serum doesn't seem to solve anything; it seems to only delay things. So, there was a lot of trouble to get Mosaic filled with this serum or steal the serum to use it with Mosaic. And it doesn't actually stop anything. It's not like the organs stop being rejected after this magical formula is injected into Mosaic. So,
0: I don't know what it was for a time. It was for a time. But then it's going to run out. That's the thing, unless they get more. So, and yeah. So, at this point, Carl is starting to put things together. He now goes to the police and gives them all the information that he has because he's been doing his own investigation. And then they talk about smelling the formaldehyde at the murder scenes. Now Dr. Schwartz is getting suspicious of Dr. Frankenstein and he confronts him. And Dr., Dr. Schwartz hears a lot of commotion because Mosaic is in the hidden lab, absolutely losing his shit and breaking everything. And... Dr. Frankenstein then just very unceremoniously kills Dr. Schwartz and gives his eyes to Mosaic.
1: (laughs) Because, sorry about the headache, (laughs) here's some eyeballs. I love how Dr. Frankenstein's solution is to take balls from somebody and give it to the monster every time.
0: uh, (laughs) A lot of of round organs. uh, (laughs) It's the
1: same kind of thing. You're just like, his eyes? Nothing else?
0: Well, I also got the impression that the organs were being rejected, and then that was kind of, like, funking up the organs. So every organ that was being rejected, he then had to replace it with a fresh one. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't understand that, but that seemed to be what it was. That was why, like, he was giving him a new liver. Like, the liver was getting borked. And so he needed a new one. So that's why he went to the butcher looking for a liver. I mean,
1: it's an interesting, I mean, as you said, this is an interesting concept. It really they is. definitely took the Frankenstein monster idea, made it imperfect for sure, and then sort of gave motivation for both the monster and frankly, even Dr. Frankenstein to essentially accelerate body snatching.
0: Right. Um, and right. so it's
1: it's an interesting concept. I mean, there's a lot of sort of clunky executions around it. But th- that idea was surprisingly interesting. I thought we were both kind of like, "Oh, that's new." Like you said, the the fingerprints, the f- even the smell of formaldehyde. They're, we're like, right. "Okay, that's different."
0: Right. And and they're doing real police work, you know. And then so Carl, you know, has been told he can look <laughs> through the hospital and go through everything. So he helps himself to everything in Doctor Frankenstein's office. He finds the tapes that Doctor Frankenstein has been keeping. I, I guess he's one of those people that keeps. Uh, you know, a running commentary. So that's his notes that he's keeping. So Carl just, you know, takes the tapes. I'm not really sure why he's so suspicious of Dr. Frankenstein. Maybe just because he can't find him to talk to him?
1: Uh, because Dr. Frankenstein is the most doctor Frankensteiniest dressed Victorian character in the show.
0: But he hasn't met him at this point. At this point, he hasn't even seen him. He just, like, takes things out of the man's office and takes them home and listens to them or takes them back to his own office. So, in the meantime, Mosaic gets out again. Oh, Mosaic, you step Oh, Mosaic. And he murders a nurse. Um, but, at this point, I am wondering if Dr. Frankenstein let Mosaic out. Because, after he kills the nurse, Dr. Frankenstein gives gives Mosaic the nurse's blood. So, there was kind of a little moment where Dr. Frankenstein kind of made like a little face like this nurse is kind of getting on my nerves he's maybe going to figure something out and he makes kind of a little like winky face <laughs> and then the next thing you see is mosaic is killing him yeah so sorry um, about
1: your headache here's this nurse's blood here's the, here's this
0: nurse <laughs> and here's the blood yeah so you, that's not explicitly stated and you don't see that but i get the impression that at this point Frankenstein is using Mosaic as a means to an end. Well, he's going to kill people. So why don't you just get rid of this person that was kind of being bothersome um, to me?
1: Yeah, Frankenstein's not a good guy. I mean, there's well, not no. really a lot of mor- morally gray activities around what he's doing. I mean, it's interesting, too, is they talked about what that he was a surgeon and then he became a mortician or something. Like, he definitely transitioned from one part of medical science to another. Well,
0: I, I think he's officially the pathologist.
1: Pathologist,
0: okay. Yeah, I don't think he was the coroner. I, I I, think he was supposed to be the pathologist of the hospital.
1: But he had, he. there was a scandal, right? I think they somebody tells the background there, like he used to be this and now he's this. And essentially he transitioned from one part of the medical world to the other, uh, presumably because of his dastardly experiments.
0: Right, P- probably he went from, working with live patients to right. working on people who have passed so um that you know he may have been the one i mean it would make sense right that he's the one doing the autopsies and that kind of a thing and that's where he would be harvesting i think there's a
1: lot of thought put into this movie
0: yeah like, i'm I, just like wow totally, okay totally like somebody sat down and went let's make frankenstein
1: make sense in the context of giving him the skills right because I don't know that you would have, because you're talking a level of anatomy where he's doing organ rejection, so you have to be fairly familiar with some of that. And then you're talking about dealing with with dead bodies, and how how so that is quite a range of fields that aren't not normally all in the same person. So they justified that too. So Doctor Frankenstein's kind of a man around town. He knows several skills.
0: Yeah, yeah, he does. All right. So at this point, Carl's putting together more clues. He realizes that a headless body he saw in the morgue <laughs> was Doctor Schwartz because he has a he has a birthmark. So Sorry about your failed organ
1: way. transplant. Here's the head in the fridge. Yeah,
0: yeah. I really don't. I don't know why the head was removed, but um, maybe just because then when somebody finds it later, you know, shock value. Um, but so Carl again goes back to the police with everything. And the police and Carl together go to Dr. Frankenstein's office. They find the hidden lab. They find the doctor's head, Dr. Schwartz's head. They find the nurse's body. In the meantime, Mosaic goes over to Dr. Frankenstein's house and wants the niece. And then Dr. Frankenstein, like, pushes his niece away, you know, run, whatever. And then Mosaic and Dr. Frankenstein fight. Oh, you hate to see it. (laughs) <laughs> so of course what happens next mosaic kills dr frankenstein with a knife the police and call eventually show up and find dr frankenstein's body now they've got a pretty good idea about what's going on um i don't know that they know everything but they have pieced it together and now they're kind of in a manhunt situation it's less about figuring out what happened they know how it happened. Dr. Frankenstein uh, had these had these tapes where he said everything into them, so they know all of it. They just they just don't know where Mosaic is at this point. So now they're having a little discussion, and I really only caught the the the, the deeper nuance of this on a second viewing was that the police are talking about Dr. Frankenstein and they're talking about Mosaic. And one of the detectives says, look, we're thinking about this wrong. Mosaic is not the monster. Dr. Frankenstein is the monster. Mosaic is this poor thing that we should be pitying. And it's not his fault what's happening. This was all Dr. Frankenstein's fault. And I thought that was really interesting, but... It could be very easy to just say Mosaic is a monster and we have to hunt him down and kill him. And, and I don't know what their what their point was. The police chief does say, how do I, even, <laughs> I don't even get an arrest warrant for somebody who doesn't have a name? Like, what do we do? But they do understand that Mosaic is going to die anyway. Mosaic's got 48 hours. If he doesn't get an injection of, I guess, the serum or maybe something else, he's just going to die. His organs are just going to liquefy or something like i don't really know so the next we see mosaic he's at a strip club because of course he is (laughs) he hides in one of the performers dressing rooms when she comes in he strangles her to death she's of course naked and he sexually assaults her body now he's just off the chain right now he just goes he murders a homeless man he goes to a racetrack there's kind of a weird little scene of like Racing that is, you and I looked at each other while we were watching this movie and went, "Is this a new movie? Like, what's happening? Like, why are we at a racetrack right now?" Um, but I guess that's Italy. I don't know. That's Italy. You're that's walking Italy. down the street and you come across a racetrack. You come across uh, a, a race and a racetrack. So he goes to a racetrack. He murders a man in the bathroom. He finds a couple making out in a car. He kills the man. The woman so gets away.
1: He, he dresses up in the guy's clothes. So the other thing is, Mosaic keeps getting a little smarter. So, because we were like, why is he killing this dude in the bathroom? But he puts his clothes on. It's subtle because it's dark at that point. But he actually starts changing clothes, which is good because in the past, he wasn't doing that. And, it you know, it didn't go well. So all of a sudden he's getting sneakier too, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he was running around in like this long leather trench coat and a hat and it covered up a lot of his scars and things except for the big ones on his face so he was very big and conspicuous and obviously dangerous looking you know so making him maybe more difficult to get near um so anyway so you pres i presumed that the woman of the couple got away and alerted somebody and that's how The police are now really hot on the trail because that attack just happened and they know where he was just a short time prior and they're getting closer and closer to him. Mosaic then goes back to Dr. Frankenstein's house. He really wants Sonia. Carl is there because Carl and Sonia have taken up together and then Mosaic and Carl are fighting. In the middle of the fight, I think Mosaic would have killed Carl. Yeah. He finally goes into his death throes here. His organs are breaking down. He's bleeding profusely from his eyes and his nose and his mouth. He's clutching his head. And then he collapses. And then the police show up very, to to your point about the smoking, (laughs) (laughs) the very end of the movie is somebody lighting the police chief's, no, I can't remember if it was a cigar or a cigarette. He's smoking something at the end of it. Roll credits.
1: (laughs) A happy ending for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think I need to smoke by the end of it. I begin the testicle transplant.
0: All right. So there were a lot of things about this movie that were really interesting Uh, the police were portrayed like they were figuring it out. Like Carl was helping them a lot. At no point did they tell Carl to back off or not do anything. He picked up some things. They picked up some things and they came together and shared notes. And really they, I mean, it was, the police chief was a little bit of comic relief with his, oh my ulcers, you know, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like every police chief in 80s movies right you know um and yelling at his detectives unfortunately there were several murders before they finally were catching up with it but they did track everything down and find the hidden room and and all of that so there was some pretty decent police work here
1: yeah it is it's interesting because I mean, he does. You you said it earlier. He he sums it up where he's like, it's it's a combination of dead bodies. He's not registered. It's not like he has a light. like he's like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to find this guy? Other than we wait until he strikes, like literally just keep people on the streets. And he does that. They, they essentially say, it, you know, when they think there's a sighting, they sort of create a, a perimeter and you wait, unfortunately. So, uh, you know. As much as there's often in these films a lot of incompetence, I was a little bit like, yeah, he's right. He's right.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you know, the summaries were focused on that he was killing women, and he did kill several women. Uh, but, he, I, I mean, he was also just killing whoever was available, and I think who he thought he could kill. So I don't think he, uh, maybe purposefully so, I don't think he was, for instance, going after young men. Um, he did kill the nurse, but that was it, and, and the, the man of the couple that he found. But other than that, he kind of went after more vulnerable people, which seemed to be, he seemed to sort of intuit that these people were vulnerable and might be easier for him to, him to kill, so...
1: Doesn't he kill a homeless man? Or yeah, is it all, yeah, he does yeah. kill
0: a homeless he, man. Yeah. He does. Yeah, he kind of just that forty-eight hours in between when he kills Doctor Frankenstein and then he finally collapses. He just like goes on a rampage and and almost essentially kills everybody he comes across. Yeah, he much. starts racking it up in the. Yes, yeah, there's racking third it up there. There. Some of the interesting things I think were the sets of the movie. The serum looked like, you know, blue. Cough syrup or blue, <laughs> or blue mouthwash. That's a serum. But, yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be this, this you know, I guess medical breakthrough, so they wanted to make it look like something that was a breakthrough um, and have it be that color. But, you know, um, like his lab, there was a lot of stuff in the lab, and that was pretty good. I mean, the way that Dr. Frankenstein was operating on Mosaic was pretty hokey, Like, at one point, let's see if I can describe it. At one point, he kind of, he's got the scalpel, and he's going in, and I think it's when he's, he's giving him a new liver. So he's replacing the old liver with a new one, and he kind of, like, reaches up and kind of, like, swoops in. So he kind of, like, (laughs) takes the scalpel, and he's, and he's, and he's a little bit, like... (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, kind of goes in and I'm just like, like I don't digging really... into
1: an ice cream sundae. Yeah,
0: like. yeah. He's kind of, you know. Um, it was a little bit of a weird uh, way to act out being a surgeon. Dramatic
1: and, and, surgery. Dr- yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, uh, so I, I like, I, I mean, I've been operated on. I hope nobody went after you know, my How would you know? like that. How would you know? You wouldn't. I mean, you wouldn't, I guess, but I really don't think that's what you do. It's a little more measured than that, right? You're, I hope so. You're being very careful as to where you're cutting and that you're only cutting the skin. Maybe this
1: is why Mosaic has all these problems because Dr. Frankenstein Maybe treats just him like good. ice cream sundae. It's just not a
0: very good surgeon, you know? <laughs> so uh, the music was pretty wacky. There were points where it was like, it's kind of like Plucky investigation music that yes. was just like looped and looped and looped.
1: There was um, like nineteen seventies, like, yeah, like yeah, I'm on the trail. I'm a reporter. Yeah, because there,
0: because there was like a musical montage in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I admit to fast forwarding through that a little bit because he was because kind of, Carl was like running around town just like talking to random people yes. trying to like figure, you know, which totally makes sense. But at the same time, it was like this this hokey sort of I'm investigating. <laughs> Look at me go music going on and that was kind that was a little bit funny and i did kind of like okay let's fast forward through this part um and of course as with a lot of these older movies there just seem to be scenes here and there where they're like we need another minute i mean i don't know why um the movie can be the length of the movie you don't have to add or subtract i don't i don't i don't know why you would but it was like you know let's watch a car drive away right let's watch the car pull up You know, let's watch people talk about something that has nothing to do with the plot. So there's, you know, a few different things there. And yet there were things that they could have shown us. They could have shown us how Mosaic was getting in and out. They could have shown us that Dr. Frankenstein decided to use Mosaic as a a murder weapon, you know, when he wanted to get rid of somebody. Notably, at one point, you do see from Mosaic's point of view, you see what he sees and that he's kind of lurching around and in pain so just very briefly and we could have seen more of that
1: it's it's clearly somebody sat down and thought about making it modern right and more modern i think that's the first thing is they certainly are saying we're going to take frankenstein and make it modern obviously it's sort of a slasher genre and italian or not is the giallo sort of yellow yeah uh, kind of cover uh, both mixing sex and violence for sure, right? There's just this one particularly overtly so. So they definitely wanted to do that, and I think they thought, were thoughtful about how they do it. The big question I have is why is it Frankenstein 80? I read a lot of reviews about this, and most most people are frankly horrified by the sexual assault, so that's let's not diminish that, it right? Pretty it's pretty brutal. It's gross. It was
0: pretty brutal.
1: Um, but it seemed like that was the justification for the hand-waving of the serum. Right. It was almost like if we didn't get the science right, eight years from the future, it'll make perfect sense. So I, I felt like maybe that was sort of right. some of that. And, and right. Frankenstein himself. Right. The idea was like maybe eight years out now. It just I guess to me, it doesn't feel that like far enough out. You're Like eight years we're going to have like creating stitching together body parts and anti-rejection serums that are 100 percent effective. Um, so I, I don't know that that did it, but it's, it's an interesting point. Of why they call it Frankenstein 80, and I don't know the answer. I, I don't feel like the film answers it. Uh, it may be a marketing stunt at the end just to make it sound more modern than it was.
0: Maybe eight years, because if you go any further than that, things might change enough that you would have to address it. Yeah. But if you do eight years, maybe you don't have to go that far ahead. Yeah, even medicine doesn't change that much in that it, time. It's
1: just that it doesn't seem at that point it doesn't really affect the plot at all. Yeah. So then you're yeah. like, okay, so does it really we, help? You know, is... it almost didn't matter. I guess my point was it could have been seventy two. It felt seventy two. It felt like a seventies film, not an eighties film. It's funny because I, in my head, I think of it as an eighties film, but it really was in the seventies, right? Yeah. Um. So it's just not particularly relevant, but it's interesting because it almost puts a little bit of a sci fi spin to it. Um. In a film that's you know sci fi ish. Uh, so I I thought it was interesting they did it, but it, it's it's still an interesting package.
0: It is, and Frankenstein is generally considered to be sci-fi. You right. know, it's generally considered to be one of the first sci-fi, well, the, right? the first. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so before we leave the discussion of the movie, I just want to bring up a couple of things that I was thinking about. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the first. Being about this idea that he's killing women, I get it's the jalo and it's, um, you know the the horror in the movies and the sex and the nudity that all tends to be put together. I mean, if you're going to have murdering and blood in a movie, you might as well put in some sex too.
1: And we should point this out: on YouTube, there is a sanitized version of this. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's there's different. You mentioned there were different versions, but one of the things that's interesting is you can watch the film, at least the YouTube version that we realized because we were comparing them. And you wouldn't even know that this stuff was in there. So it's sort of interesting how much it does or doesn't matter um, to the film even. But it is important to realize at least the version we have does include all that. So right. we were, I think, able to see the original version.
0: Right. I, right. I think that we saw all of the parts. And Sometimes all... we,
1: some, there's a couple movies we've seen where I'm not 100% convinced that it includes everything that was there. But this one we're pretty sure. Because I, I don't know what they leave out.
0: yeah i i mean yeah well you know there were things that didn't really that i that i wished had been in the movie Mm -hmm. so maybe they were they could have been left out but in any case um he does go after women he seems he seems obsessed with their breasts putting boobs in a movie might get more butts in the seats might get it more attention or whether or not they were trying to say that he was looking at women's bodies, understanding they were different than his, and feeling some kind of way. And he does rape a sex worker, which also brings up questions. Of course, uh, you know, he had a working penis. (laughs) And that's like, I mean, all right, you want to like, okay, Heart, brain, all that, super complicated. But also, that's complicated, too, you know? So, like, how and and that he knew how to do that. It didn't really add anything to the movie. The police did understand that she had been raped before she was murdered, which also I thought was good because there was no discussion of, well, you know, she was a sex worker, so whatever. You know, they treated that murder... And the, the fact that she was assaulted as very serious and that it was not, you know, a throwaway and she wasn't a throwaway person.
1: There were some reviewers who thought, and I didn't see, I didn't hear any of this in the movie. And I looked for it, that uh, Mosaic had some kind of imbalance, which is why there's a testicle surgery scene later.
0: Right. Yeah. Which
1: was that either that weren't working or there was some imbalance for whatever reason. And therefore that was causing this. Um but I don't remember that dialogue. Like I like don't Like a think hormone I ever... imbalance or right. something? Like in other words, it was part of his problem was that he was He, he was, was too
0: aggressive.
1: Right. And oh. so that, he, his that...
0: testicles worked too well. <laughs> I
1: <don't> well, know. <laughs> or, or that he didn't have enough whatever it wasn't, you know, providing the Wasn't being amount. modulated. So then he was putting in new ones. <laughs> I don't I feel like we're talking about like car here, but you know, but you get the concept. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't think that's ever said.
0: No. That, so, well, why? Yeah, because he he does replace the liver. He does give him new eyes. But then the only other organ that he calls out by name is the testicles. And like, what's? And that happens after the sexual assaults, I think. Before, but here's the thing: before? like, okay. why? No,
1: I think I think the argument was essentially if testicles are t- you know modulating his sexual interest or control either lack of them or whatever defective because they were being rejected was causing him to be murderous murder. Well, rapist, frankly. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I think that's an excuse. Like, I don't feel like that was ever actually explained in the film. Like, I don't think Dr. Frankenstein ever said, well, that's obviously that's not working. Let's give you some new
0: balls. Right. It it just felt like they were, they were trying to show that, He was also trying to understand something about the difference between men and women and and that. And then I also think, even though none of the characters in the movie acted as though there were women who were less than or that women in general were less than, um, I think the movie overall was saying that... Women who are out at night by themselves, who are sex workers, who maybe work in a male, you know, traditionally male dominated profession, deserve to be murdered. Like that was kind of what the movie was saying to me. Sonia, who you might call the final girl, because she's the only woman in the movie that does not get murdered, and that we see outside of. Being murdered or chased? Oh, that's not true. The the woman who is part of the couple, she also got away.
1: The other sex workers, like she reports him because there's a whole dialogue, right? About because it, yeah. she's like, "Get
0: away from me!" and so she, yeah, and so she, yeah. and one, so yeah. she yeah. talks to Carl, I think. But Sonia, who is blonde and very young, I think is being held up as the foil for the other women in the movie who were murdered. You know, and even the woman that was chased, she was. You know, in a car with a man, um, you know, she, of course, was topless as she's running away. um, That, you know, all of these women had done something wrong. And that's why they were being attacked. So to me, that's what the movie was overall saying, even though none of the characters themselves ever behave that way or have that discussion.
1: Yeah, and I I think... I can't imagine it's an accident. No. Um, it feels like it was all on purpose. I think it's just the nature of exploitation. Whether or not right. you can justify it in the context of the story, I think, is is right. sort of almost irrelevant. It's, it's still exploitative. Um, but it definitely has a bias. Let's put it that way. And that's what turns a lot of people off of the film, frankly. I think a lot of folks um, were pretty repulsed by a lot of this. It's on display. They're not hiding it. Uh, unless you watch that version that doesn't have any of that in it, and then it's very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's, um, I
0: don't see how you'd understand it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a it's a part of the film. Let's put it that way. So,
0: yeah, I mean, and look, this is not something that we haven't seen in other movies over and over again.
1: Even the relationship between Carl and Sonia is very weird, right? She's like a college. Girl, I think
0: I think so. Right? Yeah,
1: and he's like older by.
0: Well, yeah, he hold- he's pretty high up at the paper. I don't know right. what exactly his title is. So that but- whole
1: thing is a weird. In relationship anyway, right? She's very interested in him, and Carl seems confused. Right. The beginning of this, so there's just a lot of that. Uh, we're we, there's just not a good situation where any. There's not a lot of healthy relationships between men and women in this entire
0: movie. No, and there's not a positive depiction of of a woman in in the movie. You right. know, it's just it's just not there. It, it could have been done differently it was just like to shock I guess is what I'm trying to say like yeah. and they're just using shock for the value of shock maybe just to get the movie seen you know i I don't I don't know what the reason was but um but that part of it is definitely a problem and it's not interesting and it just um you know you you would hope that writers would come up with, with you know, something a little bit better than that. Because they did come up with some really good plot points, I think.
1: 1972, ladies and gentlemen. Year of my birth.
0: The most important facet of this operation is the, the danger
1: of the possible rejection, which could be solved by the new serum.
0: But why talk of sad things like that? Medicine's full of cheerful subjects, not just organ transplanting. And just to give you an example, I'm studying to be a pediatrician. All right, so... I'm going to ask the question, even though I'm pretty sure we know the answer to it. Is it a horror movie or is it something else?
1: For once, (laughs) as we edit these (laughs) and I I hear myself waffling on be like, I'm not even going to make a joke. It's a horror movie.
0: It's a horror movie. Straight up and down all the way through. Absolutely horror. Very horror. There was quite a few moments of ew, you know, pearl clutching on my part
1: so (laughs) can I just say that it is interesting because we've now seen this a few times whoever put the movie collection together is grouping them by theme so we've seen like prison dramas we've seen murder mysteries and now we're in this like 1970-ish schlocky violent color phase and it's been like four films there's like one more after this that that's so it's just interesting because uh, Carnage was somewhere before this. And it, they're all in that zone where you're like, oh, now we're in the horror. Okay, we're in the horror field. We'll be out of it again, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it's in good company.
0: Okay, let's give this movie some ratings. Still don't know what I'm going to do. All right, so <laughs> we're going to give this movie our three ratings system. It is how many knives, how many glasses of wine, and how many screams. And this is between zero and five. For each category. So we'll start with knives. What was the body count like? How scary was it? Was it gory? Did it live up to its title? So Mike, I'm going to start with you. How many knives are you going to give Frankenstein 80? Well, I, I know I used it on
1: Carnage. So I feel like this is a pretty decent body count. It's fairly gross. It's not, what's ironic is it's not as gross as it could be. Like, there's, there's levels of grossness. I think it could have been actually worse. Um, it's certainly repulsive. So, there's, there's a lot of like just nasty, you know, rape is just unpleasant anyway. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm going to give four and a half.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I'm close on that. I think I'm going to say it's a four. I'm going to say it's a four. It certainly had a significant body count absolutely gory lived up to its title I'm not sure that it's scary because it is science fiction like this is just not a thing but the the idea of women of um men victimizing women just because they have the opportunity like that's pretty scary you know um so yeah I'm gonna give it a four I'll give it a four Whew. All right, so how many glasses of wine? <laughs> You're like,
1: I, that surprised me. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, glasses of wine are going to represent how fun it was to watch. Did it have any unique moments? How much did we enjoy ourselves while we were watching it? So, what do you think about glasses of wine?
1: Uh, so, this movie doesn't deserve a super high rating um, because it's got some gross themes. But, 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 I do feel like I was going into this film expecting to be like a one. And it wasn't a one. No, it really wasn't. It 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 did some things. I actually was fairly entertained. Like it, it's hard to say this when you know it's so gross and there's rape involved, yeah. right? So this is yeah. hard. And you know, as a man saying this, maybe you should just zero out my score and ignore what
0: I have to say. <laughs> but I
1: give it, I I want to give it a three.
0: It okay. I mean, if you leave it up to me, like everything men do would be zeroed out. But whatever. <laughs> uh, hopefully um, not everything I just, do. But... Just just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Um so yeah I think I'm also going to give it a 3 and that was because it it held together well for once it didn't start out with a scroll or a front of a newspaper even though we had our plucky reporter he just happened to be a man this time um it started out strong with the murder and we saw what was going on right away and we got the impression of what this movie was going to be about right from the very first scene. So uh it, it didn't surprise in that way. You knew what you were getting into, but the way that the film unfolded and went about it and the new things that it introduced and you know, some of the, what we probably think of now as sort of traditional horror tropes, you know, the, they open the refrigerator and then zoom in on the head in the refrigerator, which is something that we're used to seeing because we've seen the horror movies of the 80s and the 90s, but this was 1972, you know, so they were kind of doing a different thing. And then we briefly saw, from the perspective of Mosaic as to what it was like to be him and to be in this pain and maybe confused, not understanding, and then all he knew to do was to act out and that he knew he was made up of parts of other people. Therefore, maybe it was okay to kill people to take their parts for oneself. You know, who knows what went on? in his brain or where his brain came from. If we want to talk about one of, you know, one of my favorite adaptations, which also contains a very cringy <laughs> what do you call it? Um scene, sex scene. I don't know what else to to call it. Um where They put the wrong brain in, you know, he's got his abnormal brain (laughs) 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 and, you know, maybe if he'd had a more brilliant brain or if it had been attached in a few more places and had a few more red blood cells going to it, it would have been, been better off. But even though he was doing these horrible things, you did understand that he was a creation. It's like a dog that's trained to bite people you know, there's really he didn't have much of a choice. There was no path to him becoming a better person. And then he was just died pretty horribly in the end. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three for those for those reasons.
1: Yeah, and, and this is like at least some of the reviews talking like a zero budget film. I mean, this is a surprise I, I'm surprised we're having this level of nuance and conversation yeah. around a film yeah. which is really you know, there's not a lot of special effects, but the ones that are there work in terms of gore. Yeah. Um, you know, it is not a carnage where we're seeing strings hanging from things and you know fake blood and stuff. So I, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm I am i am continually surprised by how much we are getting out of the movie. So yeah. you got to give it some credit.
0: I mean, people are coming to set and they're bringing it every day on all of these movies. I, I don't, you know, this this is not a you know if you've seen Ed Wood. <laughs> which is a movie that that I love very much too, where Ed Wood is the director and they show him directing the scenes and, for instance, sets are moving when they shouldn't. Things like that. And some of his crew is saying, oh, we should try this again. Maybe we should figure out a way to prevent this thing from moving during the scene. You know, like, let's fix it. And Ed Wood is like, nope, it's fine. Print it. You know, <laughs> and let's move on. Like, I, I just, I feel like the people that are creating these films earnestly went into it and are and are doing their best, you know? So you definitely have to give them...
1: Except She-Gods of Shark Reef, but other uh, than that, well, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I can disagree with the choices and I can wonder if some of the filmmakers... Not wonder. It's very clear that a lot of the filmmakers were racist and misogynistic and maybe some other things as well as we learn a little bit more about them in our research. Some of them were horrible people. Mm. Um, but even so, you know, the people, the, the effects people on this movie came to work. And they, whoever dressed the sets, they came to work and they did their best, you know. So I think that's, for me, that's always that's always appreciated. Well... Maybe not the, whoever did the music. I don't know. I'd like to have a talk (laughs) with you. All right, let's move into how many screams we're going to give this movie. And screams is our overall rating. It's just what we think, just broad overall. How many screams between zero and five do you think, Mike?
1: So, I mean, you just made a passionate defense about how, how much work went into this film, even though it is a low budget Schlockfest of involving. Hey, hey sexual I think this assault. podcast
0: is a low-budget schlockfest, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm why, not hating. That's probably why we I'm are not so hating.
1: sympathetic. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. I uh, I enjoyed it. Again, I don't want to say I enjoyed it. I feel like I'm just going to haunt me, but like I enjoyed. It. I thought the film was more thoughtful and different to a genre that could have been very shallow. Uh, I appreciated the effort. I appreciated a lot of what went into it. It is absolutely wearing a lot of its gross sort of assumptions on its sleeve, but that's okay. In fact, that makes it easier for me to sort of have a little distance. So uh, for what it was, I appreciated what it was, and I, I gave it a 3.5. I, I,
0: you know what? This might be the first time. I have to agree with a 3.5. And...
1: You know we never get the same score. it's like, no. probably the well, first time we've ever gotten the same exactly. I don't I think.
0: think it I don't think it deserves four because of the misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate what it did. And at its premise, the Frankenstein mythology asks questions. It asks questions about what we're doing, about scientific advances, about what is a soul? Can a being? Have a soul, even if they were created through science? It asks all of these questions. I don't think this movie quite achieved the level of asking those types of questions. There really wasn't any morality presented. It's a horror movie, yes, but it's also a bit of a procedural as... Everybody is trying to figure out what's going on, even though we as the audience know what's going on, and to catch Mosaic and to prevent him from doing further harm, which they <laughs> they actually don't do. He just, yeah. died. <laughs> he just as, died. As somebody's pointed out, they're like, technically,
1: no one fixed this. No
0: one fixed it anything. It really
1: just, no. just sort of exploded the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, he went on, after they figured it out, and they couldn't find him, he went on to kill three... More people? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to give it 3.5. Just because it didn't really address the questions that that Mary Shelley brought up. Well, and, and
1: it, you know, Frankenstein in, in the story is more cognizant. I mean, it, yeah. this was a little bit of a bridge between the old Hammer films of right. Frankenstein grunting and right. yelling, right? So Which everybody didn't... thinks of, I think, when exactly. you say Frankenstein. Exactly, so I, yeah. I'm not surprised that's what we got, but...
0: Right, right yeah, kind of kind of got us a little more towards some of the more modern adaptations, which did do that. Wonder if he had a soul and that you know what should be his fate and should he be allowed to to live and to grow and to, and to have a life. Okay, Mike, let's move into the character that you have created as a companion to Frankenstein 80. That is for use in tabletop role playing games. I can only guess as to what this character <laughs> would be, but you will explain it all to us. So, who is this character? It's
1: Carl. 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 No, no it's, not it's not Carl. Carl. Um, I don't know why I named him Mosaico. I think it. I think it's because is of it the original. Italian word yeah. for mosaic. Yeah. Okay. It just seems more exotic. Mosaic. Yeah, it's fine. So that's what he is. All right. Uh, anyway, so um, Mosaico. Now I feel weird saying it after I said it. <laughs> but Mizeko is is a flesh gom. In, in in role-playing games, especially fifth edition, he is essentially Frankenstein's monster, and he's that's a trope that's definitely well worn. So I this is one of those things where it was an actual easy template to start. I tweaked him. But uh, he's a flesh gom. So that means he's difficult to kill, not surprisingly. Uh, very strong. Uh, Has a fear of fire, I think, is one of the things. Although I don't think I think I took that out because I don't think that actually happens with him. I didn't. It doesn't
0: happen in the movie. There's no fire. I I, and I think the fear of fire is really more from from the older movie. Yeah,
1: that's new. It's interesting, by the way. Flesh Goblins didn't have that, and Fifth Edition put it back in. I think just because they were like, we got to make him different. Um, But he's a construct, which is good, and uh, is different for sure. And he's very strong. And I gave him a bunch of powers. There's a couple things that are fun with him. Um, one of them is definitely I wanted the organ dependency to be a thing. So mm-hmm. uh, Mosaico definitely needs fresh organs, <laughs> which is a whole level of gross that I think is quite entertaining if the first time he does it. And he also has my favorite ability called the head smash. Um, where he can knock people out by just taking their head and smacking them until they stop, which happens in the film at least twice. So um, that combination, I think, makes him very interesting for sure.
0: So I'm guessing uh, in regards to his stats that he's probably not very bright, but he is very strong. Is that accurate?
1: That's exactly right. And he can rage. Uh, ah. So he he does go into a rage. Um, but there was quite a few of his powers that are really centered on that rejuvenation. Uh, and he can, he can you know, if you're unconscious or dead, he can pull organs right out of you and then potentially put them into himself. That's a little more advanced than he was able to pull off in the film. I think he was trying, to be honest, or was hoping he could do something with it. But uh, yeah, he just rips him right out and shoves him right in. Oof,
0: all right. <laughs> so I'm getting the impression that he's actually pretty versatile i mean i think that he might have to operate in a place where there are enough people that he can harvest organs without being caught so where would you envision that this character might be used and
1: uh, i quote myself here plague-ridden cities morgues and hospitals yeah okay those three because to your point plenty of organs and easy prey Right, So that's that's a very specific subset of urban environments. Um, But they're also great adventuring environments and happen to be creepy places. So uh, he works out.
0: But you know what I'm going to say, though, is that I know we just lived through a historic pandemic. And maybe the only one that was analogous was the um, 1918 flu pandemic. Mm -hmm. But when you start learning about pandemics and about infectious disease in general, it has happened over and over and over again in our history. So I don't think it would be too difficult to place this character. I guess what I'm trying to say is is that in a lot of settings where there is not going to be modern conveniences like indoor plumbing and sanitation and things like that, There's almost always going to be some kind of a plague going around. So there's almost always going to be people dying in the street. Yeah. You know, whether they're in a hospital or at home or whatever, if you just need... And here was another thing about the movie that was a little bit confusing to me, is that organs... And I don't know specifics, but usually you have to get the organ out of the person who has passed or who is... Going to pass very soon and into the living person very quickly. That didn't seem to be a problem no. in the movie. It did seem like he could just kill someone and then, t- and then take the. We never organs.
1: actually see how the serum works. We no. sort of, there's like an ejection scene at one point into mosaic. But other than that, we really don't know how it works. Like we don't know if like the organ is bathed in it or it just have to be right. in blood. Like we don't really know. And they're not really interested in showing us. So yeah, um, which is fine. So it is like a magical potion. Right. Um, And, and, it, and that isn't in this game stats. It is very much. That's his problem. His, he doesn't have that ability. So he's, he's sort of in a constant uh, motivational <laughs> murder spree. Uh, he can replenish himself but he has 24 hours before it starts over again. So um, it is definitely sort of a cycle that I think that makes the character interesting, right? This is different than again, your typical flesh golem. Um, he also makes a good bad guy for a, an evil scientist of which we have several in the collection. So um, he's definitely a great frontline sort of minion uh, as we've seen in the movie with Dr. Frankenstein. He's sort of, <laughs> as you said, the wink, wink, nudge, nudge be shame if the nurse died kind of thing. I think uh he could be definitely the sort of the heavy for the for the main bad guy too. So it's always interesting how not always great films, although I think we enjoyed this one, make for interesting <laughs> interesting NPCs.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if he's in an urban environment, there's probably death all around. He probably wouldn't have to work very hard, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't get caught up in something, and that someone who is smarter. Could manipulate him and use him for their own purposes and say, Look, we can get you fresh new testicles. <laughs> <laughs> if you go and kill some people that are my, you know, enemies.
1: I I feel like it's another greeting card. Hey, I need, would you like some new testicles? Please kill these people for me. <laughs> Sorry about your testicles. Please kill. <laughs>
0: all right and with that we will close out episode 15 no we're not we have to say where we got it from date we, night screams
1: we didn't say where we do you know how to do this podcast what is happening <laughs> <laughs> are you okay I'm good. okay
0: all right mike let us know where people can find this character and all of the others as well
1: So he will be available for free at patreon.com slash Talion. We will be releasing him to the public. uh, And to coincide with the release of this podcast. So he'll be available and uh, you can check him out there. But the larger milieu, that's a word, sure, of where he can be placed. Miliu, thank you. uh, And where the character can fit as well as uh, other things like new weapons and poisons and and minions and all this other stuff will be collected together in a supplement called uh, Five E-Foe's Gothic Villain. So he'll be in there. In fact, I think he's on the cover. And he, along with his 49 best friends, will be off for sale for a collected in a nice book. Um, So that will be on DriveThruRPG and we'll have the link in the show notes as
0: well. Awesome. Amazing. I'm just realizing that the poster contains (laughs) an awful lot of nudity for this film. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, we might have to find another one. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it is. <laughs> look at that! It's a lot of nipple the, there.
1: Who are those two people that look like twins and are horrified in the? I background? don't know.
0: There's I two people just... in the background, and then there's mosaic holding a knife over a woman who already appears to be dead. She's a little bit bloody, but otherwise doesn't look. Maybe she's supposed to be a cadaver under a under a sheet. Um, but yeah. So you can fully see her breasts. So we might have to... Um... It's not wrong.
1: It's not like... No, it's, it's, it's
0: an accurate depiction of the movie. It's just... There's a lot of
1: these films that have these and you're like, that's not true at all. This is accurate.
0: Yeah, it's pretty accurate. It's just like, you know... in In the spectrum of low-budget schlockiness, you know, I will make sure that this show is appropriately (laughs) categorized as explicit Mm -hmm. and we try to do our trigger warnings and we will do so with with the materials but i cannot see myself posting this um (laughs) image on the instagrams for dissemination so i'm gonna have to find a second poster all right (laughs) with that Now, that will do it for (laughs) (laughs) episode 15 of 50 Date Night Screams, where we covered Frankenstein 80 from
1: 1972.
0: 1972, ladies and gentlemen. 1972. It's a good year. All right. Mike, as always, thank you so much for being my co-host and for working up the characters.
1: I'm happy to, anytime we can find something inappropriate to talk about, I'm I'm right there with you.
0: All right, that's good. Only now we have microphones in our faces. All right, we will see you <laughs> next time.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening to 50 Date Night Screams. Be sure to check the show notes to learn where you can watch this movie for free. The quality isn't always the best when streaming, so we've also included a link to where you can purchase it. You can also get much more information, including the characters from this and all the 50 Date Night Screams episodes, at patreon.com/slash Until next time, don't stop screaming. 50 Date Night Screams is a production of Mal and Tal Enterprises. It is written, produced, and directed by Amber and Mike Tresca. back up (laughs) we have to get we were talking for so long I forgot